The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I hope you were all there for here for um, Jackie's memories, and that's right in tune with her conversation Thursday evening as she did the introductory thoughts for those who had passed on and started our conference. Now that we're here this evening for our banquet, and my stomach's full, um, but anyway, I have a lot of things to talk to people about and to thank them for. I want to thank all of you for being here, first of all, and all of you who registered and all of you who listened, whether you registered or not, it took us a, a lot of work for us to put this four-day extravaganza on, from creating a theme to structure the conference around to getting the technical schedule together. That's kind of like a script, but Sue isn't the team leader, but she did so much of all the things she usually does and had done in the past that it was like there were two team leaders, and we actually worked together pretty well. Um, it was like having a co-leader. She kept more of the juggled balls in the air than I could ever have imagined. I want to thank people. I want to thank May Davis for formatting the Braille documents and Sandy Marsiglia for getting the Braille out, although Sandy's on vacation. She probably isn't hearing this. Uh, Doug for his work on the streaming and getting it all organized and Nikki for being his stream team person and Tony for preparing the audio content and editing Daisy format things and editing the presentations for Rick Morin for being there all the time for us this weekend and, and being our backup everywhere we needed one for putting the video together with the audio for the movie so that it really is going to work tomorrow since we had to get those tracks together and we didn't know how to do it. Rick and Marianne for being the full-time Zoom hosts, all the conference planning and programming team uh, for not only getting the conference together, but for locating all the outside people that we got in this conference that weren't just a part of PCB. All the other teams that um, contributed uh, their presentations and their expertise to the conference, communications, peer engagement, fund, fundraising, um, and uh, peer and peer engagement and um, parliamentary technology, etc. And um, I want to thank Pagdis for their start of the whole conference with that really good presentation. And tomorrow's auction is such a big part of what fund uh, what fund development does. It's just so important. And I want to thank all the presenters who came to our conference just because we asked them. They're all listed in your programs, and I, I don't want to miss anybody. I do want to say that um, this particular banquet is being brought to you by Golden Triangle Council of the Blind, and so the pizza will be at your front door very soon, um, <laughs> but probably not. All of our underwriters, um, I, I want to thank WPSBC, Vanda, GTCB, 
Blue Awning Yoga, Accessible Pharmacy, PRC, Washington County, Hank Bloomberg. Check out that lamp information. It was a late, in, uh, a late addition to the program, but it's on the website. And all of our peers, friends, and vendors who contributed to the auction list. Those who gave us in kind support like CCB, Netflix, and Vocalize. And Brian Harchin for being willing to, uh, uh, I'm, my tongue is getting twisted. Brian Harchin for being willing to, to join us on a late Saturday night or an early Sunday morning, um, in, in Britain for, um, our banquet speaker and all the groups who worked on the awards and the nominating team for getting the slate together. And a special thank you to Autumn, our administrative secretary who kept everything more organized than we could possibly keep it. And again, I want to thank everybody who is here with us today because you can't have a conference without attendees. Just like I was thinking Thomas Reed used to say, you can't do whatever without a, you know, when he always did his blasts, but, um, but we don't do those now because that's his game. So with that, I want to turn this over to Marianne. Because I have winners to announce. So I have the winners for the 50-50 drawing. The winner of the third place uh, prize is Lynn Shields. Our winner for second place is John Luttenberger. And our grand prize winner is Louise Chuha. And that's 10% of the take, 15% of the take, and, and 20, 25, 25 is it? Yeah. And, and the and total was 1075. 1075. Was okay. the total. So that's what that is. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do that in my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't given the total. Sorry. And our um, refer a, um, refer a, an attendee winner is Brian Rutherford. So congratulations to all of you. Lucky winners. Our banquet speaker this evening has 24 years of experience training visually impaired people how to use adaptive technology from Braille-based hardware to screen reading software. He has provided training within the educational institutions, companies, rehabilitation organizations, and individual client homes. The company, which he and his wife Louise founded in 2014, Harchin Consultancy, which we'll be honoring later this evening, is dedicated to the mission of creating software tools, training resources, and the highest quality of customer service, all towards the goal of making individuals who are blind or deafblind more productive, independent, and employable. I encourage you to be especially attentive to the words of this remarkable individual who has transformed his personal philosophy into the mission which he lives each day through the successful achievements of the company he has built. Peers, it is my great honor to introduce and welcome to address us this evening, Brian Harchin. 
Thank you very much indeed for that wonderful introduction. Hello everybody, I'm Brian Harchin and today it's my pleasure to be speaking with you at this event. It truly is an honour to be talking to you today. Before I deliver the main content of my presentation, I would like to considerably praise the people who have organised a magnificent event this weekend, and I say this with the utmost sincerity. The very full programme of conference sessions, door prizes, live exhibits, activities and even an auction in which you can take part tomorrow are exceptionally well planned. The documentation outlining what is on offer is also very thorough and the many organisations in different countries I think could learn a great deal from what you've done here. We certainly have nothing like this in the UK, so you really should be highly commended for your efforts. It really is a magnificent achievement. A number of months ago, I was asked if I would speak to you today, which came as a complete surprise to me. It really did. In part, the invitation which I received said, Our organisation extends this invitation to you in recognition of your years of service and contribution to the blindness community through both your personal contributions and the many products and resources offered through your company Harch and Consultancy. In addition, the PCB wishes to honour Harch and Consultancy as a significant beneficiary to the blindness community. I was just so surprised at this because I do not expect any kind of recognition at all. I'm just a blind person who loves technology and wants people to get the same immense pleasure and practical use from it as I do. As I'll talk about shortly, as blind people, we do live in very good times compared to when I began to use specialist technology many years ago. Certainly more years ago than I would like to remember. I hope through the products and services that I've created for people to use and what I continue to do that I can make a small difference to help people. So I would like to tell people today about how I have got to where I am and I'm hoping that that may help other people. And I'll then go on to describe what our company does now and why I think I've been chosen to speak to you today. What I'm going to do is to talk to you for about 35 minutes and hopefully you'll find what I'm going to say interesting. And then we'll have a quiz, if you like. I'll ask some random people in the audience a question or two about what I've said in the presentation and I do expect lots of correct answers. <laughs> that got you worried, didn't it? Yes, it did. Admit it. In all seriousness... Yes, I will speak for 35 minutes and then you can ask me any questions that you would like regarding my career or our company. I'm totally blind and I have been since birth. I count myself as one of the lucky ones because from a very early age I learned Braille. My educators were excellent as they gave me an extremely thorough grounding in the use of Braille to the extent that I'm hopefully able to read it at the same speed 
and with equal clarity as someone who can read the printed word aloud. And I do thank them very much for that. Indeed, I'm reading the script for this presentation in Braille right now. It's given me so much independence, and I really wouldn't be able to do half the things that I do without the use of Braille on a daily basis. I'm married to my lovely wife, Lulu, and apart from making sure that she's happy, I have several main interests in life. Technology is definitely right up there, both specialist and mainstream. Music is certainly another, and Radio from the Past is a third. I also very much enjoy reading books as well. I do enjoy using all types of technology, but apart from using a Windows computer on a very regular basis, the items of technology that I use most are what you might deem as being specialist devices made for blind people. There is not a day goes by when I do not use my Braille Sense and Victor Reader Stream, as I'm an avid book reader. I do read a lot of text, social media posts and commentary from people who claim that we should be moving more towards mainstream devices to undertake these tasks. If you're ever looking for a new piece of technology and you're faced with such condemnation of these devices from other people, please don't let it put you off using them. If you like working with them, you should work with what you prefer. No one should tell you what is best for you. Everybody is different, and it's important that you're comfortable using the device, and it does what you want it to do. As long as it's doing that... Who cares what the rest of the world thinks? I've been a user of access technology since the 1970s. Thinking back, I guess my first exposure to it was in the 1970s decade when I began using the Opticon. Some of you may remember that device. I used it for many years as it was a very good device which gave me exposure to printed material. Putting it very simply, a series of dots in the shape of printed letters would be presented on a small pad. A camera could be used to move along the printed line, which in turn transmitted the vibrations to the pad in the shape of the letters. You would put your finger on the pad and you would be able to read any text at all. Now this not only gave me access to the printed word, but also an appreciation as to the formation of printed letters. In the early 80s, we began to see the emergence of specialist technology to accompany mainstream computers. So I began using what was then an Apple IIe computer. It had very primitive speech output and also a Braille terminal as well. Now, as part of that, I began writing computer games, which utilised musical tones and speech prompts, which we would all play at school. I'm thinking about adventure games here and Space Invader type games. When I think about the things that I've achieved in my life, in view of my contribution as a whole to the blindness community, I've always been proud of doing things which perhaps have not been achieved before. 
In the US, I believe you had an audio magazine program distributed on cassette tape called Playback. Well, in the early 90s, about the same time as Playback magazine was being distributed, I too produced two such magazines for listening to in the United Kingdom, and they had not been available in the UK before. The first allowed blind people to send in recorded contributions on all manner of subjects, much like playback to some extent, although perhaps the range of topics was a little wider. The second was called Infotech, and it contained reviews of access technology products and also interviews with people who were at the time making quite a difference in this field. There have been plenty of other things, I'm glad to say, which I've implemented first in my career and where I think I've been, shall we say, a pioneer. Access to the iTunes program from Apple was one of those achievements I was very glad about. As a result, I presented that at the CSUN conference many years ago. In the JAWS screen reader, you may know that they have a facility which makes it very easy for you to select or highlight text in a word processor or web page. I created that long before it was available in JAWS. And I'm glad to say there have been quite a number of other things too. Back to the story then. I commenced working professionally with access technology in the 1990s when I began teaching people how to use computers in a rehabilitation centre for individuals who had recently lost their vision. Now, this gave me a very good insight into how people learned to use technology products and the difficulties that they faced, and it stood me in very good stead for developing products later on. Working with other people, the users of technology, is, I think, one of the most rewarding things that you can do. And from a product development perspective, it is one of the most important things as well. Anyone can sit behind a desk and develop computer software, but it doesn't give you exposure as to how that technology is being used in the real world. It doesn't let you see what pitfalls there are or what difficulties people experience so that you can overcome those in the future. So I still like to train individuals using the technology that I produce and some other technology too. I spent many years creating audio tutorials to teach people how to work with computer applications. I'm thinking back to the days of Microsoft Word and Internet Explorer. And from the 2000s onwards, I worked for various companies in the access technology space. In the early 2000s, I realised that screen readers were, if programmed, able to do a great deal more than they were actually doing. So I set about learning how to create what were called set files for the window eyes screen reader. Does anyone remember window eyes? I loved it back in the day. I really did. And I also learned how to create script files for JAWS for Windows. And this brings us to the company that my wife and I set up in 2014, 
Harch and Consultancy. While I was developing computer products for companies at the time, there was no opportunity to learn anything new. I don't mind saying that I do not have a university education. I have no qualifications in computer programming. I do not come from a professional computing background. Everything that I've learned and that I've ever done is through reading and experimentation. There was no time available while working for any kind of self-learning or self-improvement. The products that I was developing were not being marketed properly in my view, and there was no time to keep them updated. So in 2014, my wife and I set up the company Hartron Consultancy. To start the business, we had absolutely no financial capital behind us, apart from the previous month's pay from the job from which I had resigned. I'll just pause for a second just to let that sink in. (laughs) So it really was a huge gamble that we took. One thing that I would say to any blind person who wants to start his or her own business is go for it. Especially now in 2022, we have resources at our disposal that years ago we could only dream about. We can now tap into all these tools and resources that are available, ask help from people that we previously couldn't get access to. Whether we need visual assistance services, such as that hosted by Ira and Be My Eyes, through to being able to independently connect to someone's computer and provide technical support, if that's our area of expertise. So if you have a talent and you would like to make a business out of it, do try it. If you put enough thought and hard work into it, and it does take hard work, then there's everything to gain and nothing to lose. When you set up a business, especially a small one, it helps if you have a strength. If you can bring to the table something which is truly unique to you, and that no one else has. We're not all fortunate enough to be able to do that, but I believe our company does have that strength, which is that we are the only company in the world, as far as I know, which has developed a very respectable portfolio of products based on the JAWS programming language alone. You might see companies around which sell JAWS for Windows and its sister product, ZoomText Fusion, which offers speech and magnification facilities. There are plenty of those companies. You might see companies developing the occasional product based on this premise. But I keep my ear very close to the ground in this field. And I've not seen any company which offers what we do. And I'm exceptionally proud of that fact. So, what exactly do we do? The theme of your conference this weekend is Plan Your Trip to Self-Reliance. TRIP, which is an acronym for Tools, Resources, Information and People. Well, that really summarises what our company is all about. We provide products which contain very practical tools 
to make life easier and to improve your efficiency when using the computer as a blind person, training resources to help you learn how to work with particular computing applications. Through our products, we make the accessing of information easier and people are very much a focus for what is developed and produced. As I say, Harch and Consultancy develops computer software products and services to support the JAWS for Windows screen reader or Zoom Text Fusion screen reader magnifier. Let me make that clear from the outset. We do not support any other screen reading or magnification package. Another product we work a lot with, though, is the L Braille, because that has JAWS already on board. While we are a small company, we're very glad to say that we have thousands of people using our products and services, and that number is growing week by week. As a company, I guess we're best known for two products, the first of which is JSAY, that is J-S-A-Y. This allows a blind person to completely control the computer using the human voice. Most of us in the audience today probably use screen reading technology to some extent, and we're able to navigate around the computer fairly well in most instances and get the most from everything that it offers, including the use of the internet, which for blind people is very liberating, isn't it? It gives us access to far more than we ever had access to before. But what about people who, for whatever reason, can't do that? Maybe they have no arms or hands. Perhaps they have a learning disability which stops them from remembering the different keystrokes which are needed. What about people who just cannot type particularly well? Well, those people are our focus for JSAY. That product is just about to celebrate its 20th birthday, and it's a very popular one. In this presentation, I would publicly like to thank the people of the United States for purchasing the JSA product over the years and believing in it. There is no other country in the world, including the UK, that have fully embraced voice recognition and whose rehabilitation workers particularly have truly understood the huge benefits that it can bring to the American people who are blind, especially the veterans. Thank you very much for doing that and believing in us. I've always believed in it, and I'm very glad that other people do as well. Essentially, it combines the power of everything that is in JAWS for Windows or Zoom Text Fusion together with the power of a product created by Nuance, which is called Dragon Naturally Speaking. So with that combination, it gives a person the ability to completely control the computer using the human voice alone. So as a very basic example, you may know that with many screen readers these days, including JAWS, if you want to hear the current line in your document, you would press the insert key together with the up arrow key. With JSAY, you would just say, speak line. If you wanted to hear the entire document, you would say, speak document, and so on. We call that natural language.
Obviously, you can dictate text into the computer and JAWS echoes it back for you through the JC software. And for blind people, that's very important because you need to know that what you've said has been successfully transcribed. There are lots of useful utilities built into the product which have been designed over the years for blind people who really need to use voice recognition to control the computer. But essentially, every single screen reading command or facility which is built into JAWS is available through speaking to the computer. To give you some more highlights as to what we offer, we have our product which works with JAWS and Station Playlist Studio broadcasting software. This is something I started to develop, I think, back in 2009. The Station Playlist suite of products not only allow people to broadcast audio over the internet, but they can also run their own radio station if that's what people would like to do. The scripts for JAWS give a lot of functionality to make the Station Playlist suite of products very accessible. And, indeed, we do run our own radio station, which is completely dependent upon the Station Playlist products and the solution that we have available as a company. I really enjoy writing the JAWS scripts for the Station Playlist products year by year, because it brings together my love of radio alongside technology. And I think when you're developing something, it always helps, doesn't it, if you use it on a regular basis, because you yourself get to see what the problems are. Many blind people would like to be radio broadcasters, and we know that the solution from Hartram Consultancy really does work, and it enables people to fulfil their dreams and ambitions. We have JAWS scripts for the Zoom conferencing platform and also Microsoft Teams. We're all using Zoom right now, aren't we? And some of you may have our JAWS scripts for Zoom already. Zoom is pretty accessible anyway, isn't it? But there are a number of things that the scripts allow you to do which go way beyond that basic functionality. Most importantly, you can control whether you hear about who has entered or left the room, or in fact any alerts that Zoom sends to the screen reader. If you're hosting meetings or webinars, it's very likely that you will not want to hear that information being spoken automatically, because it can be very disturbing when you're presenting, and that is why I started to create the scripts in the first place. But you can do other things too, such as review chat messages. They make some controls a lot more accessible, and so on. There are more keystrokes that you can use to get to where you need to be quickly. And in some cases, the scripts abbreviate messages as well, so as to make hosting meetings and webinars quick and easy, so that blind people are on a more professional footing. We can get things done efficiently, and hopefully we sound professional when we're hosting meetings and webinars. Microsoft Teams is becoming increasingly important now, not just in the workplace, but also at home. We started seeing this especially since COVID-19. The Microsoft Teams scripts that we have are equally feature-rich. They have many more shortcut keys, 
a much more consistent and clean experience, you can stop a lot of the tutorial-based information from being spoken and sent to Braille, and much more. We do have a range of online training courses. I've always believed in making training as affordable as it's possible to be, but hopefully that does not mean that the quality suffers. <laughs> so these were training courses which have been developed using a conference facility similar to this one, or even including this one, Zoom, over the past five years or so. People took part in these and they learned from them when the training courses were being run. But people wanted to purchase the training courses after the events as well. Apparently, I've been told that I do have an ability to teach this subject of technology in a way that people seem to be able to understand. And I enjoy taking a complex subject and try to explain it in simple terms. I also do a lot of preparation when I'm preparing the training courses because if you're training somebody, you have to have immense confidence in knowing that what you are explaining does actually work in the way that you think it should. If you don't have confidence as a trainer in how to use a product, you can't inspire confidence in other people who are trying to use it. When you purchase a copy of an archived training course, or even if you're taking part in one of our new ones, you get the series of audio files, which are in the MP3 format. And as of this point forward, I'm very glad to say that our training courses that are newly developed also come with full text transcripts. That is something that I've started to work on very hard over the last couple of years or so. So you not only receive an exact transcript of the instructions that I'm giving, but also, most crucially, the full output from the JAWS screen reader as well, and any questions asked by the audience. There are 32 training courses available at this point, I'm not going to go through them all now, but we have them related to word processing, email, internet browsers, the L Braille device, the Braille Sense, Zoom, Teams, together with a range of audio applications such as SoundForge. There are also four courses called Catching Up With JAWS. I produce a new volume of this every couple of years or so, I'm just about to start the next one, so that you can get up to speed with the new features that are available in the JAWS screen reader as a whole. I should also say to conclude training that we also offer individual one-on-one -on -one training as well. So that is training delivered remotely over the telephone or using Zoom or a similar conferencing system so that people can learn applications at their own pace and in the comfort of their own home. I'd finally like to come on to the other product for which we've become increasingly well known in recent years especially. And this is called Leasey. L-E-A-S-E-Y. There are now many Leasey users. The people who have it 
love it. And they're not backwards in coming forward to suggest new features, which is the central point of development for Lisi. It's what I was alluding to earlier. So what is Lisi? It's an acronym for Learn, Enable, Advance, So Easy. And it serves two purposes. It's ideal for the computer beginner, someone who's just getting started with Windows. But it's also perfect for the intermediate or advanced JAWS user, as it contains a tremendous amount of tools, utilities and services to make not only life easier, but also to improve your productivity as a blind computer user. And I think we all need that. There are two components of Lisi. Lisi Basic and Lisi Advanced. Lisi Basic is for the person who is just getting started with a computer. I'm sure we all remember those days. Do you remember when you got your first Windows computer? Perhaps some of you even don't have a Windows computer right now, and there are still plenty of those people. Lisi Basic does a number of things to ease you into the world of computing, because for some people it can be a very scary place. Lisi Basic shields people from Windows at the initial stages. So when your computer is switched on, it presents you not with the Windows desktop, but with a menu of items containing things which you might typically want to do with a computer. Write a letter, check your email, surf the internet, listen to the radio, play games and so on. We have a book in the DAISY format which gently guides people through all of this and makes the learning process very easy. But the menu prompts and the context-sensitive help that's available as part of Lisi Basic is human narrated. The thing is, when we launched Lisi Basic, we got so many queries from what we might call intermediate or advanced JAWS users asking if they could have a bite of the cake. <laughs> there were things that Lisi was doing that JAWS simply did not do by itself and that people really wanted. So this is where Lisi Advanced comes into play. Lisi Advanced has three main objectives. It makes you more productive. It improves accessibility to some existing applications. WhatsApp is probably the most recent example of that, but also services like Netflix, iTunes, and a number of others. And it contains a whole raft of other tools, utilities, and services that you can tap into. I heard from somebody quite a few months ago now who said that Lisi makes Windows cool again which I treated as a real compliment. What he meant by that, I think, was that it makes things like saving internet favourites, spell checking in Microsoft Word and Outlook, and so many other things easy, back to the way that we used to have it. <laughs> in the good old days. So whether you're in education, the workplace, or at home, we need, as blind people, to be productive. We need to have easy-to-remember keystrokes to do things. Speech, which isn't too verbose, which sadly seems to be the norm these days. And accessible ways of doing things without compromising on efficiency 
and productivity. That's what Lisi Advanced is all about. There are so many tools in the product, I don't have time to tell you about them now, unfortunately. But one of the things that I've been concentrating on in recent months is to make certain web-based services easier to manage for just about everybody. I started writing this functionality with mixed results. And I think to end this presentation, I should say that that's one of the difficulties, in a way, of being a product developer. I have lots of ideas. Some of them are completely mad. <laughs> and when I write them and develop them, I do wonder sometimes how people are going to receive what I initially thought of as being a good idea. And with what I'm doing here, people seem to absolutely love it. And I'm very gratified and glad about that. What I do is take a service such as Amazon and I take all the clutter away, all the potential difficulties of navigating these sites. So you might know that when you go to a site such as Amazon, I only choose that because that's one of the services we've got. eBay, Google, YouTube, etc. You've got to tell it what it is that you want to search for. Then you've got to find where the content starts and move through the results. With Lisi, with all of those services that I've just mentioned, you type in what you want to search for and it brings the results straight to you in a list box. And you can then arrow through those results and get a very concise summary of what the item is that it's found, how much it is, if it's a product that you can buy, when you're going to get it, which is the most important thing. And then you activate one of the items and it takes you to the corresponding web page. But particularly this year, we've introduced so many new features into Lisi. We've got news and weather in there, the ability to convert times, we've got temperature. We can even store all of our settings in the cloud now. So it really has evolved over time. So that's a quick review of the highlights, if you like, of our company, Harch and Consultancy, and a little about my real enthusiasm for technology. If you would like to learn a little bit more about me and also the company, please do search for Harch and Consultancy on the web and you will definitely find us. Hartgen is spelt H-A-R-T-G-E-N. Again, I've thoroughly enjoyed delivering this presentation to you today. I'm quite sure that you've all enjoyed and benefited from the conference this weekend, and may I wish you the very best of luck with the rest of it. I'm very happy now to answer any questions that you might have. Brian, pleasure to be a questioner to you today. Thank you very much for asking. I look forward to it. How would you characterize the battle for accessibility in Great Britain related to uh, businesses and government? Is it a more successful uh, undertaking to advocate for that in Britain as opposed to here? 
That's a very good question. Certainly in the UK, as with many other parts of the world or all other parts of the world, we have, uh, as blind people, a very high unemployment rate. Um, But for those who are successful in gaining employment, uh, we are quite fortunate in the UK because we do have a system called Access to Work. And essentially what that does is it provides some funding to enable uh, a blind person who is in employment to purchase equipment that they might need or any scripting or programming to make applications accessible because, of course, a lot of organisations and companies have bespoke um, systems that they use which may not be accessible, uh, or indeed human support resources. So in terms of being able to access um, applications and so on in the workplace, uh, we are perhaps more fortunate than most Um, In terms of general access to uh, um, websites and uh, any kind of resources like that, certainly those provided by the British government are models of excellence in terms of accessibility. Um, But it still means that we need organisations or to be excellent self-advocates to persuade website developers and any companies and organizations who are responsible for those websites to implement accessibility. We still have very many uh, websites which are um, inaccessible or contain areas of inaccessibility, which is is still very sad in 2022. So I guess in that respect, uh, we're just like uh, you guys in the States, really. We've still got some way to go, although we, we have uh, come some distance already. Brian, I, I know that it's getting a little late, and um, I'd like to move on uh, to present an award to... Harchin Consultancy, but before that, let me just ask you one final question. It seems to me that uh, so many assume that those who have, quote, made it, quote, never heard a no. And certainly along the way, you've heard no. And what I mean by no is, no, you're blind. How could you? How have you addressed that in your life? That's a very difficult question. Usually it is, if I've heard the word no, then I've gone out to prove that it's a yes. (laughs) Um, I have tried very hard to uh, overcome uh, any negative barriers Um, I don't think if someone uh, approaches me and uh, says that I can't do something, um, uh, there's no point at all in being aggressive with that person or that organisation. It's a case of, in a a gentle, calming way, I hope, um, persuading people that actually, really, we can do something with a little bit of help. 
And we all do need help from time to time um, with whatever it is, however independent we are. There's no point in saying that we don't rely on sighted assistance because we do. Um, so what I try to do is to turn the situation to my advantage and to be as persuasive as possible um, to uh, try to uh, turn the tables and to uh, hopefully... Um, ensure that I can actually do it with the organization's help. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Now, we'd like to turn to presenting you and Harchin Consultancy with the PCB Community Impact Award. And the emphasis of this award is that an individual or a company provides a service or product that leads to greater independence and opportunity. And frankly, I couldn't think of a company that is more deserving than Harch and Consultancy. Brian, would you like me to read the uh, plaque? I would love you to, but uh, first of all, I'd like to thank particularly the PCB committee and everybody involved in the organization for at least uh, not only considering uh, myself and Hartram Consultancy for the award, uh, but also uh, finally um, thinking that we would be an excellent company to receive it. I do thank you very much, and uh, I can assure you that it will be displayed uh, very prominently for lots of people to see and to gain awareness of your organization, but please do uh, read what it says there. All right. The Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, a peer network for all impacted by vision loss, presents this 2022 Community Impact Award to Harchin Consultancy. Founded in 2014 by Brian and Louise Harchin, Harchin Consultancy was established with a vision to provide accessible training and usable software tools to individuals with vision loss and to the deafblind community. Its product offerings have and continue to significantly contribute to the employability and productivity of these communities. The Harchin's vision of inclusiveness and accessibility, a vision that informs every training module, all adaptive products, and excellent customer service, embodies the commitment to the core values of the company they have built. Harchin Consultancy has rightfully earned an international reputation for integrity, innovation, principled design, and provision of product training, support, and troubleshooting. Presented on October 29, 2022, at the 87th Annual PCB Conference and Convention. Now, Brian, there is a lot of wording on there, but when we hand out a plaque, we want those who view it to know exactly how we feel and how we honor our awardees. Brian, thank you so much. Thank you very much again, and I really do appreciate you uh, um, allowing me to have the award. I'm just completely overwhelmed with that statement. <laughs> thank you very much, and uh, again, the very best of luck with your conference this weekend. And thank you for accommodating us. We know that it's after midnight there. Thank you. 
and uh, you're welcome to stay, but we certainly understand if you don't, and wishing you a good night. I will stay for a little while, but uh, thank you very much once again. Now, we have another award to uh, give this evening. Well, we have several more, but I have one more that I'd like to present to Donald Saccone. Don, are you here? Yes, I am. Oh, there you are. There you are. There you are. Now, some of you in the eastern part of the state uh, may not remember Don Saccone, but Don was at several of our conferences representing uh, then the Library for the Blind of Pittsburgh, which is now LAMP, which you've heard from today. And when I was president of this organization, one of the first things that I got involved in was the library wars (laughs) of the East and West. And um, I realized that we, of course, being a state organization, we had people with uh, all sorts of interests, library interests, uh, in the East and in the West. And um, we, as an organization, uh, investigated what the real situation was, and I don't want to rehash things, but suffice it to say that Uh, Don came to a conference and um, expressed his appreciation for our support of moving library services forward, and I personally will always be grateful to Don. And then we learned this year that Don would be retiring. And I thought, and I started talking to people in the Pittsburgh area, We can't let this go uh, uh, unnoticed, nor Don never recognized for his achievements. Now, the thing you have to know about Don is that he is extremely humble. And it is true that the test of of a great man is their humility. And uh, this can be said of of Don. Uh, Don will never blow his own horn. So we'll blow it for him. And this is why we have asked you uh, to be with us tonight to recognize you, your accomplishments, the many things you did, including your outreach work that went far beyond Allegheny County. And... Um, some of the things that I don't even think the people that work with you are fully aware of the things that you did behind the scenes. And I, I, um, I've heard from other patrons in the uh, Pittsburgh area um, of your quiet and steady direction through the years in trying to move services forward and to make the library as good as it could possibly be. And we recognize you for that this evening, and we want you to know that we don't forget and that we appreciate all that you have done 
out of your commitment of service. So, Don, would you like for me to read your plaque? That would be wonderful. Thank you, Don. The Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, a peer network for all impacted by vision loss, presents this 2022 John Horst Champion of Independence Award to Donald Saccone. From July 1984 through February 2022, Don Saccone, as staff member of the Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh, now the Library of Accessible Media for Pennsylvanians, Pittsburgh, contributed greatly to the improvement and evolution of library services for patrons throughout the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. In his various capacities throughout the years, as LBPH Reader Advisor, Manager of LBPH Operations, and Manager of LAMP Outreach, he evidenced a superior capacity for management and coordination of resources and personnel in his continuous pursuit to achieve the highest standards of service to library patrons. Of his many achievements, perhaps his most recognized contribution is the expansion of outreach beyond the borders of Allegheny County to 15 additional counties in Pennsylvania, and as a result of his efforts, many new patrons were introduced to NLS library services who would have otherwise been unaware of this life-changing service. This award is therefore humbly presented in gratitude and appreciation by those who most benefited by his unselfish determination and dedication to service. Presented on October 29, 2022, at the 87th Annual PCB Conference and Convention. Uh, Don, um, as I said to Brian, we, we put a lot on our plaques, and the challenge is to stop at some point, writing all of what we want to express. And that's one of the hardest things to do. And so uh, let me just give you an opportunity to say a few words if you'd like. Actually, I would. Um, thank you so much for this honor. It was unexpected. And, and uh, I, it is gratifying to know that the work that I was doing, although it it was something that it just it was being done because it needed to be done. But it's it's just wonderful that so many folks have benefited from it. And it's nice to have that feedback to know that it made a difference. Uh, as you indicated, I started working there uh, in in the summer of 1984, and it didn't take too long before so many of the folks that I was working with uh, uh, became friends and colleagues in that time. Uh, most notably, a lot of the folks from PCB. I know Tony, uh, you mentioned earlier about how we. Uh, we're both involved in that uh, that um, kind of contentious but ultimately fruitful uh, time when the library was reorganizing throughout the state. And one of the things that I remember the most, and I think I might have mentioned this to you when we spoke, was that you, uh, at that time in the leadership position of PCB, were able to take um, all the information and get rid of a lot of the, the fluff and the, and the misinformation and the emotion. And I remember you writing a very concise and cogent message to the PCB uh, constituents and telling them, let's just look at this for what it is. Let's not make any judgments. Uh, let's look at what is best for the community and for getting library services to be in the best place they can be, considering limited resources as we all face. And that was not only very helpful for the people who use the library, but it was very much of a shot in the arm to those of us 
who were just trying to do the best we could in the circumstances, and yet it seemed as though there was a lot coming at us that we couldn't deal with. So I wanted to thank you for that. I also uh, was looking over the program. I saw a lot of names of folks that I worked with, Sue and Bob Lichtenfels, uh, Chris and Doug Hunsinger, Jackie Wissinger, and I even saw Tom Bergender on there, of course. Uh, Chris and Doug and uh, uh, Tom all live in our area. So we've not only had a relationship uh, as library patrons and staff, but we've become friends and colleagues. They worked on our uh, the, the advisory and advocacy committee to help us to direct our uh, efforts at something that would be more productive and fruitful by giving us feedback for what is needed uh, and to sort of dissuade us from the, some of the assumptions that we made uh, that, that really weren't uh, uh, going to be of, of use. Um, I also, this th- I just want to mention that my first experience as a young person f- over 50 years ago, two people in the blindness community were, uh, I, I don't know, they're probably not here, not here now, but you might know them, Joe and Tina Wasserman, and, uh, and Tina's uh, sister, um, uh, uh, Joanna Inuzo. I knew them from the time I was in grade school. And that, to me, right away, I became uh, um, introduced to how people in the blind community, people with blind and low vision, vision, interacted with the world. And all of a sudden, I realized, it's very effective. This works. When this job came up for the library so many years ago, I said, that would be fascinating. And little did I realize I'd be there for the rest of my working career. And I wanted to say that um, this partnership that we've had with PCB and other groups uh, and working with folks in the blindness community, over time, the, absorbing that view and appreciation of the world that that, uh, that was given to me by uh, the augment, uh, augmentation of the insights and the experiences of, of all these blind and low vision folks that I knew really changed me in a way that I can never uh, uh, imagine not having done. So, And in fact, I've gained a lot more than I've ever given from working with you and knowing all of you. So thank you so much for, for this, uh, this uh, award. And also, if any of you don't know uh, LAMP, please do check, <laughs> even though I don't work there anymore, I can't stop being an outreach person. Uh, check out the website at www.mylamp.org. And uh, please do make yourself acquainted uh, with this wonderful service. And I look forward to uh, hopefully meeting all of you again over the years that I have left. And uh, hope to at least uh, see the, um, the LAMP service also to continue to be a, a good partnership for all the other blindness uh, advocacy organizations in the state. So thank you again. And uh, Tony, I appreciate everything you've done uh, to make this, make this happen. And Don, I want to tell you that uh, while you are so appreciated by all of us, you're also very appreciated by your uh, your, your fellow workers. And uh, uh, everyone had such um, such wonderful comments to make uh, from Mark Lee and Mark Sachin on down. And uh, uh, I, I, but. They all said the same thing. Oh, gee, Don's not the kind of guy who who really likes to be recognized. He, <laughs> and so, too bad, Don. It's our pleasure. <laughs> it made a difference that it was from an organization that I respect and value so much. I think that's why I, I couldn't turn away from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Don, Don, the best to you. And uh, you're you're free to stay, or uh, you know, uh, uh, okay, I'll listen in for a while. <laughs> maybe it's, or or maybe you want to go out and and celebrate. Um, 
<laughs> I did stop at the liquor store earlier today. There's a bottle of scotch waiting. So. All right. <laughs> Around right for everyone. Right on. Absolutely. I'll taste yeah. you all. <laughs> yeah. Well, now let me turn the program over to Marianne. Thanks. Um, before I um, present the award that I'm here to present, I want to give you those numbers that I didn't have before because I did the math. So um, our third place winner, Lynn Shields, will win $107.50. Our second place winner, John Luttenberg, will win $161.25. And our grand prize winner, Louise Chuha, will take $268.75. So again, congratulations to those people. This year, the Tony B. Swartz Pure Excellence Award goes to someone who has been involved in PCB in nearly every way imaginable. This individual has served on so many teams that I'd be hard-pressed to find one for which, on which they haven't served. This individual's generosity is both known and unknown to their peers. Often, Donations are made that we've all known about, but so many times in the many years uh, of our organization, peers have benefited from the generosity given without the need for recognition. One of the most extraordinary characteristics about this individual is their ability to talk with and listen to anyone attentively, and with the ability to assure all that what they have to say is important. I am so very proud to be giving this year's Tony B. Swartz Peer Excellence Award to Mr. George S. Holliday. I couldn't find the mute button. <laughs> George, I would am, you like me to read the back? I, I am speechless, yes. Okay. The Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, and I'm, I'm just so pleased to be giving this to somebody who I, I call friend. The Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, a peer network for all impacted by vision loss, presents this 2022 Anthony B. Swartz Peer Excellence Award to George S. Holliday. Since 1995, George has devoted himself, his time, his talents, and his generosity of spirit. George has served the board on the board of directors in various capacities, most notably as president for five years. George has served as team leader for numerous committees, and while not on the board, attended board meetings to provide invaluable insight in a number of topics. George is an advocate for those with vision loss, a team player, a friend to many he gives to PCB joyfully and without restraint. Presented on October 29th, 2022 at the 87th Annual PCB Conference and Convention. This is a very big shock. I would have never expected anything like this. It's well-deserved, George. 
Well, I guess I guess Chris is going to put me to work again. <laughs> oh yeah. But I have enjoyed working with everyone. It's been a lot of work, but a lot of fun. I want to thank you very much for the award. You're welcome. The PCB Reimage Award was given to Deborah Kendrick Saturday morning. Here is the recording of that presentation. Don't have any more time for questions, but we do have Will Grignan here with one more thing. Will, if you're here. I am. Thank you, Deborah, for that, that great talk. Um, Deborah, the Reimage re is a PCB initiative that strives to inspire the sighted community and people with vision loss to be informed about the challenges faced by and the capabilities of people with vision loss and to change their assumptions, attitudes, expectations, and conduct regarding blindness. Your attitude towards your blindness and your tireless work to change perceptions exemplify the mission of the reimage. Therefore, Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, a peer network, for all those impacted by vision loss, thrilled to present you the 2022 The Reimage Award. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you yes. so you'll much. A, yes, is, you'll get a plaque um, <laughs> oh, that in a few is, weeks. Thank is, you so much for all your work and your inspire, you know, your, your inspiring talk. And, and uh, we yeah. very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Guys, all just keep doing the fabulous work that you're doing. Thank you. As chair of the award team, I just want to thank all our our nominating uh, peers. I think we came up with four wonderful awardees, Deborah, Brian, Don, and George. And uh, be thinking about who you, you'd like to see awarded next year. These are great honors, and, uh, you know, these people, I think, are truly touched when, you know, we take the time and effort to not only recognize them, but, you know, um, acknowledge specifically their contributions to uh, the, the causes that we espouse. So thank you very much to everyone who participated, and congratulations to the awardees. Madam President? So, um now, since we have finished with these part of this part of the awards, and I'm really happy, as as Will said, that everybody did such a good job in picking this year's awards. Suzanne, are you prepared to? Um... <clears throat> I am in the house. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Um, it's really a pleasure for me to be here this evening. We. Um, did a lot of work this summer. We canvassed the campuses, um, and we sent out materials to uh, almost every single post-secondary institution. Uh, and um, fortunately, this year, we were able to receive applications from two very very deserving scholars. Um, they're both both very different, as you'll see, but they are both very deserving. Each year, the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind 
a peer network for all people impacted by vision loss presents at least one merit award to a post-secondary student who exemplifies both academic excellence and leadership qualities that we value as members of our community. This evening, it's my honor and privilege to present two merit awards worth $1,000 each. Um, And you guys didn't get the kind of flowery, wonderful plaques um, that some of the other award winners received, but you got something that I think is, is something that you'll be able to enjoy this year, and that is $1,000 check. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really excited about that for, for both of you. Both award winners are very different, yet they both have worked very hard in order to achieve their goals and aspirations. Our first award winner, Travis White, is a student at Penn State University and is a freshman pursuing a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Travis has um, been very active both in sports he is a mem- was a member of the National Honor Society, and he has also been very much involved in scouts. In fact, he was an Eagle Scout. He has also been a volunteer um, in Special Olympics along with his mom, and he's actually been a scout since he was six years old. And he's been involved in marathons and is really quite a, a sports enthusiast. Should hook him up with uh, Tyler Merrin. And he's also uh, done some life- lifeguarding and I mean, he's done, he's done a, lot of, a lot of stuff. And so it's my pleasure. Um, I, I, I can't find the other part of the information that I was going to read verbatim from his Scoutmaster's um, letter of reference. But, but he did say that uh, Travis has really extinguished himself as an Eagle Scout and stayed behind after he received his Eagle Scout Award to uh, provide leadership and mentorship to uh, scouts coming up. And so he is very, he he was real, I, I actually spoke with him for a minute on the phone and, and he was just saying, oh, you really have to give, uh, this award to this guy. He really, really deserves it. So, Travis, it is my honor and privilege to present you with 2022 Merit Award 
from the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. Would you Thank like you, to, sir. Would oh. you like to say a few words? Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. It's going to come a long way to help me pay for education and get through everything. It's a, my books are really expensive and tuitions a lot, and it's going to help me a lot to get through and take a burn off my back. One last thing to worry about. Oh, thanks so much. And Thank you. And, and good luck to you. And um, I don't know if you're... If your parents are out there in Zoom land. Yeah, um, they are. I texted they them and said they're on, they're on listening. Oh, that's great. That That's terrific because um, uh, I, I have, I have a, a cute little story to tell. And we actually uh, had a little chat this morning. I, I wanted I, – I was sort of being a little bit of a Nelly Worrywart, and I was – I wanted to make sure – uh, that Travis was going to be here on time and everything. And so I called and couldn't reach you. And I thought, well, you know, maybe you went home for the weekend. So I called and I got a chance to talk to your mom. And she just, you know, it was just so great to hear her voice. And... um so congratulations, Travis, and, and good luck to you in your future. And thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. I don't know, Doug, can we, uh, can we give a, 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 a fake canned round of applause? <laughs> Our next award winner is somebody who's actually already started being a little bit vocal in in some of our uh, some of our workshops, and I'd like to introduce to you Julie Goldberg. Julie Goldberg is a student at Carlo University and is studying to receive her bachelor's in social work. Julie is sort of a little bit on, on um, a different part of her life. Uh, she is a mature student, and she has worked very hard to, to get where she is. And um, Julie has received um, a, a very good letter, I, and I did actually find what I was looking for. I did find the um, information for Julie Goldberg's reference, and it says, During her time as a peer educator, she integrated disability into our Healthy Relationships mod module for all first-year students. She then collaborated with two other students with disabilities to lead a 1.5-hour event on campus on the intersections of disabilities with domestic violence. Now she is turning this event into an online module to be integrated into faculty-staff training as well as additional <laughs> student classes. 
Julie has been very reliable, and she attends all meetings and takes initiatives through presenting to classes about what Project SAFE is. She supports events and participates in orientation and tabling activities. She is also creative. So that's just a little bit about Julie. And Julie, it is so exciting for me to award you this scholarship. I know that you have really, really worked very hard to get where you are today. And we at PCB would like to give you this $1,000 so that you can use it towards achieving your goals and aspirations. And thank you so much for joining us. And would you like to say a few words? Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And it will be, um, it will be a honor to accept this award. And um, I look forward to it. Thank you again. And thank you again. And, and thanks to everyone at PCB for making these awards possible. And it's because of everyone's generous contributions and, and hard work throughout the years that we're able to provide these awards to these very deserving students. So we can either have a figurative round of applause or if we can have a canned uh, round of applause for our students, that would be great. <laughs> Oh, thanks so much, Doug. And and because this is a very serious occasion, but it's also a very glorious and celebratory occasion. So good luck to both of you students, and enjoy the rest of your academic year.